Hello, this is Lady Sarah, and you are listening to The Basement Lounge. Hey guys, this is Mike Shea, and I want to talk to you about Anchor. Yes, Anchor is the brand new free way for you to get your podcast career off and running without any cost to you. Simply download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast to give you everything you need in one place for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds play magnifique without having to worry about all the costly setup. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all of that. And you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. They set you up with awesome sponsors. All you got to do is record a script, kind of like what I'm doing now, throw it onto your show and start making money. Once again, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get your podcast career off and running right now. Just do it already. Hey everybody, I just wanted to take a moment to interrupt the show and give a very special shout out to the people who support this show every month on Patreon. I want to shout out Whitney Latin, Jody McDermott, and my mother Melissa Shea, who every single month help support this show. And if you want to be one of those awesome people, all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash basement lounge pod and join the $1 tier. You'll get shouted out on the air, get your name listed in the description. You get early access to all these shows commercial free through our Patreon RSS feed and so many other cool rewards. Once again, go to patreon.com slash basement lounge pod, join the $1 tier and help support the show. Speaking of the show, let's get back to it. Grab a drink, pull up a chair, and settle in, because you're in The Basement Lounge. Hello, welcome to The Basement Lounge. This is the cool, relaxed space where we have a seat and a drink with friends, and we talk about the issues of the day and talk about what everybody's working on. Uh, Before we get started, I do want to send a big, huge thank you to everybody who voted in the Best of Dayton 2019 contest. Thank you. I came in second place for Best Local Comedian, and I could not be more flattered. Um, Shout out to Jessica Grau, who took home third place, and a big shout to Scotty Mays, my good friend and buddy, who took home the gold first place again, just like last year. So shout out to Scotty and Jessica and everybody who was nominated. Um, It was a lot of fun. I don't feel like I deserve it. And we're going to move on from me talking about myself now. You can hear her giggling in the background, guys. Uh, We have a guest on the show today who was on the old show, and it's good to have her back now on the new show. She's here to talk about uh, podcast projects and Kickstarters and Star Wars and cool stuff like that. Uh, Everybody, please welcome Savannah Webb. Hi. Hi. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the Basement Lounge. I'm happy to be back, and I'm happy to have this lovely cup of tea. Oh, you're so welcome. It's very nice. Is it good? Yes, and the mug is great also. (laughs) That was a... It's got a little... Um, figure of Dwight on it. It says Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. So. That was a uh, Secret Santa gift from work. It's a good Secret Santa gift. It is. She, she knew I liked The Office. Yeah. So. No, that's definitely a good one. I'm drinking a bourbon and Coca too in the afternoon because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's my show. Um, so Savannah's here. You know, she was here um, back on the old show to talk about. Um, you know, production and working on podcasts, and we talked mm-hmm. a lot about Star Wars, and we're going to talk more about Star Wars because. 
Mikey, you like Star Wars. But you've got a new uh, uh, project undertaking I do. in the works right now. It's been brewing for a while now. So two years ago on my brother's 21st birthday over a margarita at Applebee's, yeah. he told me about an idea he'd been kind of working on. And Harrison's got ideas all the time. He's always got phenomenal new ideas for stories and things like that. And as a screenwriter, usually they end up in a pilot episode for a TV show or something like that. Right. But he let me have this one, and he's been working on it for the past two years, writing it, rewriting it, and we just cast our entire um, everybody, and then we have crew set up now, too, and we're getting ready to launch our Kickstarter to pay for everything we need to pay for with this new production. You guys are going all in with this. It is. It is an all in situation. So this is a, this is a scripted podcast. Yes, those it, are so much fun. They're so much fun, and I think it's just going to be so amazingly just freeing to just kind of just work on this and kind of run away with it. You know. So is there is there anything you can tell us about are you about what the show the show is going to be about? Are you kind of holding off on that for right now? We're holding off on a lot of it because it's only a twelve episode series, so. Every twist and turn, we don't want to spoil. Okay. It's a sci-fi narrative podcast, so you've got all those classic sci-fi elements. Um, the premise is set in an alternate 1980s where the nuclear war did go hot, oh. and the world kind of did end, but all these elites have um, pretty much joined this underground organization that has put them into cryosleep, so they'll be safe for when it's time to come back out and rebuild humanity so they're down there with walt disney's head yeah pretty much (laughs) (laughs) so it follows a maintenance crew a like scrappy maintenance crew that maintains this bunker and they kind of uncover different secrets and things this reminds me of uh and you're 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 an rpg person so you might know Mm -hmm. i'm talking about there was a there was a a d6 format tabletop called shadow run yeah, I've heard of that. You've heard of that? Yeah. It was very combination of like cyberpunk and fantasy where mm-hmm. it was post-apocalyptic and you were kind of mixing the, you know, the fantasy of like, you know, there were ogres and orcs and elves and all that. And also there's this weird cyber tech world with, you know, hackers and, and it was like the Matrix meets Lord of the Rings kind of thing. Um, it's not that it's fantasy. N- not that fantasy. <laughs> it's not that fantasy. It definitely is sci-fi. But yeah, Harrison's really taken I've, I've given him complete freedom to do whatever that was one of our agreements because i'm a pushy older sister sometimes so <laughs> one of the or- original agreements with this i will do this but i get to write whatever i want okay. and i was like i like the story go for it and the crazy thing is there's a major plot in it there's a major plot twist to the whole story mm-hmm. i didn't even know it was a thing until i read the script like three weeks ago oh okay not even th- maybe a little bit longer, maybe like a month ago. But like that's how like close like how much I've just been like Harrison, you just be in your corner and do what you do. Just let them play it close to the chest. It's not my it's not my areas of specialty. Like I want to do the editing. I want to do the sound design. Like that's what I'm really excited for. All that post production work that I get to do, and he's really just kind of 
went with it. And he probably told me like what the plot twist was. And I completely just forgot about it. Just like, you know what? I don't need to know this. It's fine. I don't need to know that. He's just like rambling on. I'm like, okay, cool. It sounds awesome. I can't wait. I don't care what you do. You're going to do something awesome. How how big of a cast are we talking about here? We have nine cast members for the most part. So we have three main cast three supporting and three kind of guest casts, but I think there's a few more smaller guest roles on top of that. Now you guys, cause I, I'm, I'm, I do one of these as well. Are you guys doing it where you're all getting together and recording together? Or are you just kind of recording everybody individually and, and making we're it We're recording everything together. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to have some traditional kind of like recording days, mm-hmm. like you would like on a film crew. Instead, okay. we're going to be um, in a studio. Well, I kind of like that when you, when you have the ability to do it live to tape like that, mm-hmm. it, it saves you so much time on post-production. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> it will save a lot of time on post-production and just like organizing and getting everybody to kind of work things out. I don't think I'll have to go back to people so much afterwards, be like, oh, I need this line a little bit shorter. It didn't really work with this person's acting. So this way people can kind of act off each other a little bit better. That's really that's really smart too, because again, not only does it, that, that that works, not only does that you know save you time, but it gives everybody that chance to uh, play off each other's performances. Um, I remember I went and saw the the photorealistic animated remake of The Lion King, and um, you could tell where certain voice actors didn't record together and mm-hmm. certain ones did like Timon and Pumbaa. You could tell Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner recorded together mm-hmm. and had this timing back and forth. Whereas like Donald Glover and Beyonce, that part was missing. It sounded like they had recorded separately and been spliced together. So having, having your cast and crew come in and, and record together like that, that's that I think that's a great way to do it. Yeah, and I think it's really good for just group morale as well. Everybody just kind of getting listen to everybody else's um, sessions and just kind of getting to work together instead of um, remote work. Mm-hmm. And we do have one of our cast members who has done a lot of voice over work, and he has his own at-home studio. Oh, like, wow. Like, we could make that work, but I just didn't want to do that. I wanted everybody to kind of come out for the weekend and record everything we need to record. Just sit around a campfire and 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 hold microphones and roast marshmallows and <laughs> and record a podcast about sci-fi and the end of the world. Pretty much, <laughs> eat some food. It <laughs> sounds like a lot of fun. Now you guys are working on putting together a Kickstarter for this. We are, yeah. How's that going? Uh, it's a long pro- process. There's a lot that goes into that. I think we've redone the budget like three more times in the past like oh, no. month. Eesh. It's just like. You kind of forget about things and you're making sure you don't miss anything Mm -hmm. because I don't want any surprises later. I mean, we'll probably miss something, but hopefully it's because we over budgeted and not under budgeted. Now, is what you're looking for things like uh, like studio space or what what kind of stuff are you looking to? A lot of it's equipment cost and paying people. Okay. A really important thing from the beginning is we wanted to be able to pay people for their pay your artists, people. Yeah. Come on. Pay your pay your artists. (laughs) We have some, we've had some wonderful people come out and just volunteer and help us out with certain little things, but that's for a few hours and buy them food. That's Mm -hmm. nice. But if someone's going to be out for hours and hours, I want to at least pay them something. So a lot of our budget's going to paying people and um, some updated equipment as well. Okay. Sorry, I'm adjusting the microphone a little bit. 
playing with my new toy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I that's one of the things um, that I saw. I saw a comic the other day on Facebook, and it was this guy talking to an artist. And he's like, "Oh, you're a professional artist. You're never going to make any money doing that." By the way, can I have your art for free? It drives me crazy. I know. Absolutely crazy. I've I've had you know graphic work done for this show and some voiceovers done. And I was like, mm-hmm. I always like, can I at least pay? Can, can I buy you lunch? Like, yeah. Let me, you know. Even if people say they'll do it for free or they've already done it, mm-hmm. like you can at least show your gratitude and yeah. away. Thank there's, you, notedly. <laughs> there's a there's a great this new app called like I think it's just called like the Coffee app. Oh yeah. And people can just like send you. Like five bucks for a cup of coffee. Yeah, and it's also like a general artist kind of donation mm-hmm. thing too. So if you just have people that kind of follow your work and you work on a lot of different projects, that's a really yeah. good option for some people. Yeah, it's it's kind of like an alternative to Patreon, where Patreon's mm-hmm. a monthly thing and it's, you know, it's it's reward based. Whereas with the coffee thing, it's more just kind of like I'm a fan of you. Here's five bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, which you know, if anybody wants to send me five bucks, that's great. I'm fine <laughs> with that. I think Twitch works kind of the same way a little bit too. You I can kind of Twitch a whole you can lot. kind of push some money towards people that yeah. you're enjoying. I haven't done a whole lot with Twitch. I haven't either. I just started playing Elder Scrolls Online for the first time, mm. uh, and I'm loving it. It's fantastic. Um, as as somebody who wasn't a fan of Skyrim, um, but you know, it's 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 an easy something to just get lost in for a couple of hours on my day off. Mm. So I don't know yeah. how much of a gamer you are. I. I like the idea of it, but I'm always, like, distracted in the back of my mind, usually. The only mm-hmm. game that I, I like, play Minecraft to, like, relax. Like, yeah. if I've had a long week, I will be behind my computer for a few hours just playing Minecraft, like, binge playing, because mm-hmm. it's just relaxing. I get to build a, I get to pretend I can afford a house and <laughs> <laughs> murder some creatures and things like that. But it's just kind of, like, soothing for the most part and the music and everything, and mm-hmm. It's just kind of weird that you could just like sit there and like watch a fake sunset or something, but like, no, that's me. <laughs> I, I get home. I get home from work. I throw on Hulu on the TV, mm-hmm. and I just pull up Minecraft, and I just, I just, you know, build things for for it's, a couple. It's, it's a good time. I it's have. Cathartic. I I did get my brother's old PS3. I've been meaning to play um, Dragon Age. Yeah, it's the farthest I've ever got in completing a video game. Like, oh, really? Completing like a story based video game. I've never actually done that. Which okay. is super, I don't know. <laughs> I'm super disappointed in myself that I've never been able to, like, get all the way through. Like, I, because usually I've played, like, games like Animal Crossing mm. and Minecraft, where it's just kind of like, you choose when you're done. Right. Or <laughs> the <so> Sims. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or um, cities, like, City Skylines. Yeah. I mean, I guess I've beat Civ. Does that count? Sure. <laughs> like, why not? <laughs> But I've never like played like a story based game where I've gotten to the end because mm. I don't know I just kind of hit a wall where I just kind of stopped doing it at a certain point. So back to uh, back to back to the show back to uh, cold it's called cold storage cold storage yeah and you guys are on Facebook right now and Twitter and Instagram Facebook Instagram and Twitter yes and where can they find you guys they like- can find us um, on Facebook it's just cold storage podcast Instagram okay. it's at cold storage pod and Instagram is at cold storage podcast. Okay. So they can follow you along, interact with you, get announcements. Yeah. And then the Kickstarter is getting ready to launch. Yes. It'll be ready to launch in the next few week or two. Okay. Two, two or three weeks, maybe. Yeah. And how much are you guys looking to raise? Are you still finalizing the We're budget? We're still or? finalizing a little bit, but the 
So what we're doing is we're trying to fund half of our show. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to fund six episodes okay. to get a six episode start. And we're going to put the stretch goals down for the remaining the remainder six episodes. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be around $13,000. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> we want to be able to pay everybody. Yeah. We want to be able to pay ourselves. Because <laughs> I'm going to have to take time off work pretty oh, much. Wow. So, yeah. Now, uh, talking about work. So you also uh, are a professional uh, producer. Yeah, I you, am. With uh, uh, Corvus? Corvus Cor- Audio. Corvus Audio. Yeah, we just, I just filed all of those business documents in Oof. October. Officially a company now. Look at you. Yeah. Because you were talking about it last time you were here. I was. You were doing a lot of stuff freelance and you were talking yeah. about going legit. And now yeah. you're there. Yeah, it's so weird. And I didn't even use it like up until like about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Like I just got my business bank account mm-hmm. like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So because there's just like a weird transition. Like I'm still one person, but I'm switching over to like legit company status. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of a weird like middle area where it's like I still have the same amount of clients. Like I can't do this yet. But I picked up a new client where I was like, okay, now I need to make the change and switch over. So. What's that process been like? Weird. weird. It's been weird <laughs> since the beginning, though, because I started podcasting with. So, like, I started po- I started listening to podcasts, and then within six months, I had a podcast, mm-hmm. and then within six months of that, I was being paid to edit other people's podcasts, and then now, like, two and a half years later from that first podcast I listened to, mm-hmm. I now have. A podcasting company so it's very weird <laughs> are you are you looking to are you going to be able to do this full time or are you still going to be working like on the side to i a little bit? i enjoy doing other things so yeah. i think that's a factor but i think i'll be able to give up waitressing still good for you at some point <laughs> so that'll be fun <laughs> I'll, I'll still keep doing my uh I, I run murder mystery events and D still, so I get paid to do that. Oh, cool! So I want to get paid to be a nerd. Yeah, and come on, it's great. <laughs> I just started hosting a trivia night up in Hilliard on Tuesdays, which has been there. Fun. You go. That's it, it has been fun. I'm that's like, it. I, getting paid to be a dork. This is great. Granted, <laughs> I don't know half these questions either, but I got the answers in front of me, so I look smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you weren't the one one to write them or anything. You're the one saying them out loud. So yeah. obviously. You're, you're the king of all nerds of course. in that room at yeah. that time. They're they're <laughs> they're all paying for their wings and their beer. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So yeah. That's. I remember when you when you when you launched the Facebook page. I was like, good for her. Like, that's just. <laughs> you're living the dream. You're getting paid to 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 do what I do for free in in a basement. Yeah. And, and that's that's just so cool. It's it's really cool. Yeah, it's and it's fun bringing people into podcasting in kind of like more of a business kind of area. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's fun getting to do the just general like any interview kind of podcast. But it's interesting actually like trying to work with existing companies and building podcasts for them and things like that. So yeah, and and so so your main the main thing you do is is the audio side or like yeah. Just the editing and the, yeah. the cutting out all the ums and yeah. the <laughs> audio technician work, Jeez. the editing, a little bit of the social media, and then all of the hosting and stuff because a lot of people don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. 
So. so you just go to them and say, just record the show and I'll take care of everything else. Not even that. No. Just be here at this time. Oh, wow. I will show up and we'll record this. And then within a set amount of time, you will have a podcast. That's so cool. Yeah. I've always, I've always kind of entertained the idea of um, like buying like a studio space, mm-hmm. you know. And and setting it up so, something akin to like what DATV has, but you know, more more just spaces for people to work with, and have people like pay for like a monthly membership to just come in and just use the space. Yeah, I've been talking about that forever. Like, we just need a podcasting kind of co op. Yeah, you know, you pay I don't know ten bucks a month, and you get access to the room, and there's. Mm-hmm. There's there's edit bays and 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 you know vocal yeah. booths and just you know cut down on some software pricing too probably no kidding yeah. well if everybody chipped in ten bucks a month to get afford a full suite of Adobe yeah you know, which is I'm, great which <laughs> I'm currently paying for me too that's yeah and I love it and I'm like man this is costing money but yeah. man I can't go back after this I started with just the audition because that's mm-hmm. all I needed for work and then I I took another job um a contracting job last year around this time and they hired me to do some video work as well and okay. i was like oh man i have to pay for the whole suite now and so i i bought it for a year and i was like i'm still like paying that high higher monthly cost and i'm like now i'm like okay but now i like all of these and i need to keep right. it all like i just edited a pdf oh it's great and i was like what i can just rewrite this pdf this is awesome i've been i've been because the the film i made last year was the first thing i'd ever done on premiere mm. i had just gotten this I'm, sp- I'm splitting it with a friend of mine from work and i had just gotten premiere and i was like i'm gonna learn how to use premiere on this film and it was so easy to learn and mm-hmm. i had so much fun with it and then i've been using audition and then, like, I don't have to reach out to people to make my graphics anymore. Like, I've been learning how to use Photoshop. Oh, you have? I've been practicing making pra- – I'm, ba- I'm very bad at it. But I might I've have been- to ask your help. Do you know how to do, like, the little um, lower third stuff? Like, I can't – I haven't figured out how to make those, like, move or anything yet. Like you see, like, on a newscast? Yeah. I've been pra- – because we, we tried doing – for Dead Serious, for the, the scripted show I'm on, mm-hmm. we tried doing a, uh, a panel with the main cast, and I was trying to do lower thirds with everybody as they came on. And – I'm getting there. They look rough. Um, <laughs> and as far as I haven't figured out the animation side of it yet either, but as far as just making them work and granted, I was using this through OBS. So it kind of was doing the live. T- so I'm getting there. Um, that's, that's, I'm, I'm still right now just having fun with like, I can make stuff transparent and um, <laughs> you know, but uh, I'm having fun with it. It's, it's, it's a learn. I learned a little bit of it in college, but it's been so long. It definitely takes a lot of playing around, yeah. but when you figure something out, it's, kind of awesome it's, it's a lot of i want to do this specific thing let me go to youtube and find a video of somebody mm-hmm. doing it showing me how to do it and then i try to remember my my cheat is um canva <laughs> like oh, i won't really? even i won't even mess with adobe sometimes <laughs> so i'll just be like i've got five minutes i'll just use canva it's fine it's fine it, it works so nice yeah I've got a couple of those. I've got uh, uh, the video leap on my phone for when mm. I need to edit something on the go. Or I, I went ahead and paid the two ninety nine a month for for Mematic, oh. which is this meme maker app. But I can make like gra- I can make stuff for Instagram really quick on mm. the go, and then it's just no water and just upload and it's just it's just done. And it's then, easy when you can just automatically. One button yeah. already uploaded. Like done. I, I don't like paying for for stupid shit like that. But like, look, I have a decent job. I can afford. I can afford two bucks a month. It's fine. At a certain <laughs> point, you just are like, 
yeah, this is worth the money. Yeah. It's, I, it, I'm saving time. I'm, I'm saving myself a headache. It's fine. <laughs> I can, I'm fine. <laughs> I, can, I can live with two bucks a month. Um, so you are a massive Star Wars fan. Yes. Holy crap. Massive. Massive. I mean, we dress talk, up in a costume and love the Ray costume. parades. Yes, yes. That's me. So Rise of Skywalker happened. It did. How it you happened. How you feeling on that? Um, I only saw it twice, which isn't a lot. Right. I feel like I might watch him. I'll definitely watch it when it comes out um, on Disney Plus or DVD or whatever happens first. But I just, I don't know. I feel like I just need to sit away from it for a while and just let it seep in. It's a lot to process. It was a lot of movie. One of my main comments was, I mean, I guess it's like, I guess it's bad to think this even as a Star Wars fan, but I don't think it should have been a trilogy. That was a lot of information. They could have done two movies with it. Um, I... I now I unlike most people I actually enjoyed the Last Jedi. I enjoyed uh, it as well. I, I thought it was actually pretty good. It was different. Um, it definitely ch- it was definitely more challenging for people to watch. It and was some people just wanted their Star Wars. It was it was it's it was it so. was a um, it was Star Wars with like an Artorus take on it. You know, like it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't a movie that was made to fit in with the rest of Star Wars. It was definitely Ryan Johnson's own take. Um, and I like Ryan Johnson, but, um, my thing was after watching the rise of Skywalker, I realized just how little of the overall story, the Mm -hmm. last Jedi actually told. Mm -hmm. Like if you look at it as like, you've got three parts to a trilogy, each part needs to tell about a third of the story. And it felt like in the grand scheme of things, the last Jedi told like maybe 1% of it. it only takes place over the course of like a day. Maybe like two or three days. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I'm getting my dates all mixed up. Right. Because I, I usually know all, but of course they changed it. Yeah. I Sorry, can I have a mini rant for a minute? Please. please. Okay, so Star Wars timeline okay. used to be ABY, BBY. Yeah. After the Battle of Yavin, before the Battle of Yavin. Right. Cool. That's how Wikipedia is set up. Everything's good. Then they changed it mm-hmm. to the Battle of Endor, like oh, recently, within okay. like the past like three years. Right. Okay. Because well, we're there now. I mean. I mean, we are there at this point. We are after the battle. I think it was of actually Endor. after. I think it was actually after when Disney bought it. When Disney bought and like switched over the canon, they switched okay. it to before the Battle of Endor and after the Battle of Endor, which means all the dates were just like three years off. Oh, so they applied it to Sorry, e- not three. So like they four. applied it to everything. Yes. Oh, uh, I thought you meant they, just these movies. No, they changed the time system where like everything's written. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> but they did it again. Oh. Within the past year, they changed it to before the destruction of Starkiller Base and after oh. the destruction of Starkiller Base. So there are three different like ways that time is... Because, like, I'm a nerd. I like having my dates. Like, right. I like when, <laughs> I know when that person was born, like, what year in the Star Wars universe. Right. Like, I like knowing those kind of things. But, like, all the new dates that come out are 33 years off or something like that. Because oh, It's just ridiculous. Especially now when you've got stuff like Mandalorian, which is, I think it's, like, five years after Battle of, Battle of Endor. Yes. And then you've so got... So it's seven... Wait... Now I'm messing up. Right. This is what happens. <laughs> this, is what, this is what happens, though. 
I mean, it's five years after the Battle of Endor, but it's four years after the Battle of Jakku, and it's and nobody around even that knows time. where the Battle of Jakku falls at this point because the Battle of Jakku is a year after the Battle of Endor. Is it really? It oh, is. That's it. Yeah, it only took them a year to pretty much wipe out the Empire. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, that's a lot of cleanup because a lot of people are like, "Oh, the Battle of Endor happened. Obviously, so everything was done." done. <laughs> it's but then you're like, no, there was a lot of other space fighting, and oh, yeah. then that ended with the Battle of Jakku. I mean, if you, go, if you go into the into the old Legends canon, you know, you've got, like, the remnant forces that were there under under Grand Admiral Thrawn, and uh, every, yeah. so many people are tuning out of the show at this point. Yeah, and, and then you just jump in and start adding when people are born, like, Ben ben, um, <laughs> ben Solo was born around the time of the Battle of Jakku, right. like... Random facts. And Baby Yoda, who knows? I mean, <laughs> yeah. No, he's on average 100 well, years old. Is he 100? I thought he was 50. I thought it was 100. I no, mean, it was 50. Was I'm it sorry. 50? It was okay. 50, which so, places him being born. Around the end of the Clone Wars. Yeah. No, that would have been before yeah. that. This is great radio. Before the Clone Wars. It's but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun messing around with I'm that little, kind of stuff. A little baby Yoda right oh here. my gosh i didn't see that isn't he cute that's so cute a friend of my mom's crocheted it for oh. for me for christmas it's it's that i love it he's my little buddy he sits that right there so good. he sits right there with Gur. oh uh, now we have to switch over to the mandalorian oh now. yeah we're oh yeah gosh. we're gonna talk about it all um um i love the mandalorian yeah so damn much it's so good <laughs> i i like what they did with it I think they made the transition to TV show well. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think everybody just generally likes it because they're like literally they didn't do anything and like majorly like no. horrible with it. Like it's just it's good. For the first time in a long time, we're getting something genuinely new with Star Wars. We're seeing mm-hmm. a side of the Star Wars uh, galaxy we've never seen. This is the first yeah. time we've seen a bathroom in Star Wars. <laughs> Like people don't realize this is the first time we it was the first time we've seen people just like living their lives, you know, as opposed to being rebels versus imperials mm-hmm. or separatists versus the uh, the republic. It's just regular schmoes in yeah. in Star Wars. Well, the good thing is like unlike a movie where you have to decide to cut a tiny little scene here, a tiny little scene there, like more stuff can kind of stick around for a TV show, and some more just like mundane stuff gets thrown in. It's nice. It's a good slower pace to take these stories at. Something that I was surprised by, because the episodes aren't long. They're like 40 minutes mm-hmm. tops. They squeeze a lot of story into those 40 minutes. They are pretty good about it, yeah. They don't they don't play around or waste a lot of time. They just they just tell what they need to tell. But at the same time, it doesn't feel fast is what I'm no. like trying to like. Like it doesn't feel like like Last Jedi, for mm-hmm. example, or um Rise of Skywalker. I mean, like it just felt fast. There's just so yeah. much going on so quickly, and then the TV show is just like a leisure, not leisurely stroll through Star Wars, but it like is. you kind of get that feeling sometimes. Like you had those those uh, bike troopers joking around outside that was, that was the, in one of the final episodes. One of the best moments of that show. Like that's ever. not something that would get be able to stay in a movie that's something no. that would get cut like well i don't know because that because that episode was directed by taika waititi so i was kind of like th- yeah. yeah this th- when i saw at the end like directed by taika waititi i was like yeah I, that makes sense yeah. that's what <laughs> 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 it's just like hey can we come back to base yet nah he's uh he, he i think he just killed a guy yeah he, he just killed a guy he, yeah yeah i wouldn't go back yet i would i would just i would just wait there yeah that's okay <laughs> Like only only Taika could pull that off. So good, <laughs> so good. Although I did want to kill him when he punched Baby Yoda. Yeah. It's like how dare you? 
<laughs> and they actually got to like experiment and play around with things a little bit more mm. where people were the movies get criticized for playing yeah. around too much and trying new things. So. Star, Star Wars fans are finicky people. Yes, we are very. Kind of what you were, kind of what you were talking about with the with the Rise of Skywalker thing, feeling rushed. I, th- I think that kind of goes back to my point about the Last Jedi not telling a lot of story because then mm-hmm. JJ was like, "Man, we got a lot of stuff to cover in this one movie now." I think it was just trying uh, him trying to recover though. Because, yeah. like, he didn't get to tell his story, so he was just cramming that into one he should He should have just done the whole trilogy. Uh, yeah. I mean, I loved Ryan Johnson. Yeah. But it just felt so jumpy. And, I I mean, like, I, you probably did this. I watched the first two the day of yeah. before seeing the third oh, yeah. one. I got caught back up. Yeah. But it just felt weird. <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, just felt like jumping all around and, like, somehow... Even though so much happened, questions were not answered at the same time. Yeah, I, I like, I want to see more with Ray, mm-hmm. but I also am very open to Disney Star Wars, like taking a break from continuing yeah. this story and just and just telling some other stories. Yeah, and like, they had a lot of pressure on them. I did. think finishing this up, and I think it's very easy for people to be like, "Oh, they ruined it," but. We had such high expectations, even higher yeah. than like the prequels, you know? Yeah. Well, so. I, I, th- I think the prequels were part of the reason why the expectations, the expectations were so high. Yeah. It's like, you got to do better than that. <laughs> okay. You got to do better than sand. Which okay. is pretty much why they made a best of. Yeah. For The Force Awakens. It was pretty much what that. And people, most people liked that. And some people didn't I thought it was like smart. It. It was, was like, it was definitely smart, yeah. You've got to reintroduce everybody to this post, uh, post-Empire post world of... Mm-hmm. We haven't been in this is area... Unless you've been watching, like, Rebels and Clone Wars. We haven't been in this side of Star Wars in almost 20 years. Yeah. So it, it, was, it was an easy transition. Yeah. But I am so looking forward to Obi-Wan. <laughs> I, I need it yeah. now. Yeah. Um, is if they can figure out their script issues, um, uh, just don't 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 ruin this, guys. Don't ruin this for me. We begged and begged. I was in Chicago when Ewan McGregor came out on stage. I'm so happy he's coming back. And he's like, <laughs> "Yes, I'm playing Obi Wan again." And I was I was watching the live stream in 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 the lobby of the hotel room, and I was cheering, and everybody's <laughs> looking at me like I'm crazy. And I was like, "No, guys, Obi Ewan McGregor's coming back as Obi Wan." Like five of the people were like, "Wait, what? Seriously?" Like everybody got in on it. Everybody loves Ewan McGregor as you Obi-Wan. know. You know the thing though is he could really come back if we wanted to redo the prequels. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you think about it, Ben's really old. He's aged a lot in yeah. 20 years. Like, Ewan McGregor could come back still as we do the prequel. He'd be all right. He'd be all right. <laughs> the, man, the, man, the man doesn't age. Let's be, I mean, let's be honest. He's yeah. the, he, like, if you watch the prequels, like, and Natalie Portman looks like Natalie Portman in one, two, and three. Mm. Obi-Wan is the only one who actually looks like he like ages with yeah, the time he does but it's still the same actor <laughs> some fabulous facial hair at points. Oh, that yeah. beard that yeah. beard is fan it's not, pretty good beard. not so much in clone wars but in 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 revenge of the sith that <laughs> beard is fantastic it's pretty great beard <laughs> that weird mullet thing he had going on there was a lot of problems with, with there was there was a lot of hairstyle and fashion choices in the prequels that are yeah. interesting attack of the clones is so bad 
<laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> the problem is there's so many costume options. There really are. I'm going through um, trying to figure out what I want to do costume-wise next. Dark Side Ray. Dark Side Ray. Dark Side Ray was like, hot. I'm just saying. I have a Ray costume. I wanted do, to do true. something different. Like I, there, we have different people. We have a lot of people that dress up as Ray locally. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I want to try something different, but I don't know what to do. And I'm like, oh well, Padme has 20 million outfits oh, in the prequels. Or, I'm gonna um, just do these. <laughs> who's the Who's the one that um, that Poe was hitting on in Rise of Skywalker? Oh, I forgot. What was her, her name? name? Shoot. Do you know what? It probably probably should have dedicated more time talking about her character maybe she's really that important maybe because she was cool yeah and that and, and i forget who played her too but um that that was a, that was a cool get up it was cool it was a cool get up that might be a good option yeah that gets into one of my other problems with kind of the new trilogy is there's not a lot of just strong connective like character development i feel mm. like like the original trilogy the trio was like they just had this amazing like chemistry together, mm-hmm. and like Poe didn't meet Ray until the very end of the second movie. Right? Like they didn't have any time to like interact and play off of each other or anything like that until this movie. I remember when I saw the Last Jedi at the end. He's like, "Hi, I'm Poe." She's like, "I'm Ray," and I'm like, "What are you talking? about? You guys have met? Oh wait, no, they haven't they met before. They met. That was an oversight. <laughs> and I am a big sucker for like a good trio in like yeah. a series. Like it's very important to me. Even with just like cold storage, when we were doing rewrites and stuff, we only had like two main cast members. And then like, I guess they interacted with like the AI computer a lot. Mm. But I was like, it'd be really cool if there was like another person for these people to talk to. And Harrison's like, yeah, of course. And it, makes a world of difference because there's just more people mm-hmm. like in that space to just like really just act together and make yeah. this story because i love poe i know poe's so good po was a, i love oscar isaac and finn i felt like they started off strong in force awakens mm-hmm. and it's like with every movie he just got more and more unbearable i think he kind of he made character development, and by the end of the movie, it's like they forgot about it in the next one. Yeah, that's what I think. That's one of my main problems. Like he developed, and then like nope. He just turned into he turned into the comic relief, like in Last Jedi, where he's running around naked in the in in the back to suit. Just and I'm like that. Yeah. This is this, and then and then they completely make his entire subplot pointless with yeah. the Canto bite stuff, and I'm like, cool way to way to use that character there, folks. Wait, okay. I'm not sure about that. The guy who was the guy who was front and center in all the marketing for Force Awakens. Like you barely saw Ray in any of the trailers. It was all Finn. I was like, oh, so this is the main character. And yeah, they were no. trying to mess with us. And yeah. I mean, I guess it worked at the time, but like it kind of just kind of sidelined him afterwards. Let's, and he definitely is like force sensitive. That's what like, they keep saying. And but like they didn't show that enough. It's all that telling us afterwards, but not showing it. Yeah, it's like all the um. The I I have a bin. There's another all the all the Finpo stuff. Like <laughs> we're gonna dangle these possibly queer characters in front of you and then take them away from you. Right. <laughs> because I, there's just a lot of like director stuff and like tweets and stuff that were like official mm-hmm. from like coming from up top, and they were like, oh, there's a little bit of this, but it was like all just queer baiting and I, ugh. I hate that so much. I'm, I'm never one. I don't like um, necessarily going at like saying like, oh, it was this one person's problem. But 
But man, can we get Kathleen Kennedy out of? <laughs> and, and, and 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 let, let me let me. Let me follow that up with this. Kathleen Kennedy as a producer is is second to none. If you look at her production mm-hmm. credits and the things she's worked on in her career Hollywood, she is amazing. But you can tell she just doesn't know or care about Star Wars. And having her in charge of everything when yeah. she's basically just saying, to her, it's like it's just so easy. Oh, just make Star Wars movies. It's like, no, there needs to be this. Like what made the strongest parts of the prequels and and the original trilogy was there was a they wrote an overlying story and cut it into three parts, and with this one they didn't do it. They just said you make your movie. All right, you pick up after him. All right, you pick up after him. It's like that's it, it was that, messy and jumpy. You know they needed to take a take a leaf from uh, like the way you know the way Marvel does things is Kevin Feige. Had this story. He's interlocking. He's he's, he's Charlie yeah. Day in that meme from from it's always seen in Philadelphia with all the yarn on all the pins, <laughs> saying like, it all makes sense, man. Trust me, it, that's that's what you need to do. <laughs> and the more you do that and connect this universe, like you bring in parts for like Mandalorian, any new content you make, it's interlocking, and that's how it should yeah. feel. And that's when you why you create this universe. That's why I like the Mandalorian too. Was at the end you have you have this tie in. To um, to the to, to the TV shows with the dark saber. When I saw that, I was like, oh "What? My gosh! What?" So, Baby Yoda, I did not freak out that much. I was like, "Oh, he's cute." Yeah, that was that was more the just dark off saber. I lost my shit. I kind of I was I'm really bummed. I watched um I watched the first episode by myself, but I watched um the following episodes with my boyfriend, okay. who isn't the biggest Star Wars fan, not compared to me at least, right? So, but then I was like, I can't wait. He's out of town. I'm going to watch this final episode because I, I literally just made it. I was like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. We watch TV shows together, but this is different. If I want to watch this it, is for me. I am going to watch it. <laughs> but I wish I would have waited because I like I just saw like a hint of it. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know what that is. And I was like, I was on my feet, like yelling at the TV. I was like. Yes. I had had one other (laughs) moment like that. One other moment like that was when I was watching Solo. And Maul shows up at the end. Oh, yeah. And he had had the broken Inquisitor lightsaber. Uh And I was like, they are finally tying the shows into this shit. Yeah. And and then everybody boycotted Solo. And we're never going to find out what the whole story behind that was. But I'm still just kind of like, they're trying. (laughs) An effort was made. (laughs) And and I'm I can't because because the dark saber is so embedded in Mandalorian culture. It's so awesome. And it's also it's a, it's a black it's lightsaber. Just, it's just it's, really cool. It's a black lightsaber. It's awesome. Well, and then you get into just kind of like back. You're just kind of like, oh, can they get into some like old Republic stuff now? That's I what wish. I want. They were, and that's been that's been talked Cause about. Because you want to see the Jedi at their height. Like right. you want to see that. That's cool. Because because the prequels wasn't the Jedi at their height. No, that was the Jedi at their worst. If I'm no. being completely that honest, that is like the fall of Rome of the yeah. Jedi. That's not that a was good when point the Jedi them. were just so high on themselves and were just so sure everything was fine that they just stopped paying attention. Yeah. Um. And I've been going back and replaying Knights of the Old Republic again, mm. and it's so it's so good. Um. Man, it does. It, as far as the graphics go, it does not hold up. But um, they were talking at one point because they were going to have Benioff and Weiss from Game of Thrones. Mm. Do an old Republic trilogy was the rumor, and then they is that before or after the final season? Uh, it was after. Oh, that okay. was after. Yeah, they actually um, didn't want. 
And, but, but, uh, that, that, that last season at Game of Thrones. So bad. Um, it's, it's, and, and that's coming from somebody who's not even, like, I'm not even, like, I've never actually watched, before the final season, mm-hmm. I'd never watched a full episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, I just, it was one of those where I knew I would like it. I just never got around to getting on it. But because I'm in such a heavy Game of Thrones family, I was able to watch the final season and everything made sense. Um, I didn't have any questions because I was up on all the memes and shit. But that season was so bad. Just bad. It was just generally, objectively like bad a story. television. Just from a story perspective and like a TV perspective, it was just like, what is happening? It was, it was rushed. There was there was that whole episode where you just couldn't see anything because <laughs> the cinema. And the guy was like, my cinematography was fine. Just turn up the brightness on your TV. Shouldn't have to. Shouldn't have to. No. <laughs> no. You work in film. You make it look like it's dark without it being dark. Right. That is a basic principle. <laughs> it's called shooting night for uh, shooting day for night. That's not a new concept. It's not. Um, you just, don't have to. You're not inventing something new. It literally <laughs> already exists. <laughs> That's a thing. Um, it's just and then yeah, story wise, I will say though, uh, one of the episodes, the one, the episode where, um, where they're uh, the dragons just destroying the whole fucking city. Um, and the editing between Arya running through the town trying to get to safety mm. and the Hound and the Mountain fighting, the editing on that episode was Oscar worthy. It was some of the best editing I've ever seen in a television show creative wise. Um, but anyway, they were going to have them do a, a, an Old Republic trilogy. And I was like, yes, that please set it a thousand years in the past and 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 have that's it- what I keep saying. I mean, people are like, oh, the next trilogy, it's going to be right after. Nope. You got to jump into the future. You got to go back to the past. Mm -hmm. Do not do anything right in this immediate. Because it is a giant sandbox they get to work with. Yeah. It is a massive. And there's so much lore already built into it. Like if they go to any planet that's already been talked about, they get kudo points. If they bring up any kind of technology that's already been used, they get kudo points. Yeah. Like literally there is so much they can do. Give me something new. To make an enjoyable experience for Star Wars fans. Like, it's we're, not that hard. We're actually not that hard to please. We're picky, no. but we're not that hard to please. Just, just go, give us. Even like if stuff like ends up goofy, like yeah. there's like a creature or something that looks funny. Usually, we find it adorable at the yeah, end. Yeah, we ma- we we get over it. Yeah, we'll make fun of it. Like people made fun of porgs for a long time, but now porgs are adorable. Who doesn't want a pork? Everybody wants a pork. Come on, that scene where where Chewie's cooking one, and the other ones look scared, <laughs> afraid. Everyone in that theater that immediately was was just like. Oh, oh no. plus, you know, the porgs, look, they had to work around the fact there was wildlife there. Puffins, okay. lots of puffins. They had, they had, they had like, like a week they were allowed to shoot on that island. Yeah. Um, Skellig Michael is uh, not an easy environment to shoot on. No. Or easy to access. And, th- th- and my, my family went to Ireland over the summer and they got to go see it from a distance. And, mm. and it was just so cool. I want to go there. <laughs> I wish I could have gone. But yeah, they had they had like a week to shoot on that island and they they made it work and yeah, they had to shoot around the poppin so boom, here's a bird-like alien. We love the it's it's Star Wars. We love cute aliens. It's just that's We do. We we love to hate the Ewoks. Do, yeah. Are the Ewoks dumb and pointless? Yes. Do I want one? Absolutely. Should have been a planet of Wookiees possibly. <laughs> Which, you know, we old legend goes that was the original plan and, and i think yeah i think that was i just want to make something a little cuter and kid friendly because yeah, it was supposed to be on kashik and that well but there was all kinds of problems with production surrounding return yeah. of the jedi um 
because George was like, I don't want to make this right now. I want to go do something else. And Fox was like, no, no, we see dollar signs. You make you make your Star Wars. He was like, all right, fine. Here's what you get. I'm going to I'm going to go do something else now. I'm going to go make Howard the Duck or something. I don't know. Oh, that happened. Oh. Howard the Duck happened. and We let it happen. No, nope, it didn't happen. Um, but now we've got so we've got an older public uh, series of films in the works. They're working mm-hmm. on a Cassie and Andor series for Disney Plus. Right. Yeah. Um, which I'm I could be into. Yeah. I read kind of sucks already knowing he's going to die. But, right. you know, <laughs> well, I, be, I knew going be, into that movie. everyone I, was gonna it's, die. it's a cool. It's still going to be a cool show. <laughs> yeah. But like at a certain point, I was like. Oh, the show ended. Now he's dead. Well, and it's, and it's a ch- it's a chance to take another shot at the prequel era, because if you read, um, did you? I don't know if you ever read Catalyst. It was the Rogue One prequel novel? Oh, I don't know if I did or not. It was it was basically about how like Galen Erso developed the the mm-hmm. Kyber technology for the Death mm-hmm. Star, and like you know when Jin was first born, and it's during, um, like it starts off during the end of the the uh, separatist republic the, the the clone wars and um you know cassie and andor's family they were separatists you know he talks about in rogue one how he's been in this fight since he was six years old um that's a cool chance to get another look at the clone wars from a different perspective where it's not all shiny and mm. jedi versus mm-hmm. jedi versus droids basically we got a little bit of that during the clone wars tv show yeah, a tiny bit we did when you had like people being like oh well i'm a separatist and i'm completely fine and this is how <laughs> i like this it was it was just a political it thing. was just a political thing yeah it was like literally like oh my plan is separatist like that's how it is yeah. like that's why like the problem i had with one of the problems I had with the, with the prequels was it was all politics. Mm. It was bad politics. Like it wasn't. It wasn't an entertaining. It wasn't watch. challenging. Yeah. Like it wasn't like. I don't it was, really know. It was good for it. Was, it, it was wasn't just a fluff. <laughs> well, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a battle of ideals. Mm. It was just good versus evil. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, no, I want to see like actual arguments, like like logical, intelligent arguments, yeah. like like Democrat versus Republican. I don't care which side you're on, as long as you like can tell me why intelligently mm. don't tell me you're a, a republican because you hate democrats don't tell me you're a yeah. democrat because you're like, yeah so i want to hear like a sound logical argument for why you're a separatist and we got some of that in the clone Wars. also it builds on to like who the main characters are fighting against and like kind of backs up like oh this person's just naturally evil or bad no mm. They have different motivations and they're trying to accomplish something. And it kind of dives a little bit more into that kind of what the villain, quote unquote, is thinking. And that's and and, and I understand that is inherently Star Wars. Like Star Wars has always been light side versus dark side, good versus evil. But I liked that. There's some gray. There there. is some gray. And and the movies don't always poke at that. Last Mm -hmm. Jedi did. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's one of the things I really liked about Luke's character was he even he was kind of like. Not none of them are really right or wrong. Like like the a lot of bad stuff happened because the Jedi he were was so dumb. Good, though. I was like, that's some of the best writing I've ever seen in Star. I and like of course, this so many people hated that. They're like, this Luke's, isn't my Luke. Luke's supposed to be all good, no Jedi. He's, he's the perfect human. There's nothing wrong with him. No, he's a human. He's flawed. Just also, the let's way be honest. Luke is. sucks. Like, oh. <laughs> young, young Luke kind of sucks. Let's be honest. He's a little whiny. He's a little whiny. He's a little whiny. Luke, Luke is a lot better in the books than he is in the movies. <laughs> 
you go back and read like the old canon of like mm-hmm. the, the the one he had when he had the Jedi Temple. Splinter of the Mind's Eye. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, no. I love bringing that up. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, that book. The sequel that never was. Thank God. Oh man. I did like I did like so bad. To, to, to get on the positive side, one of the things I really liked about Rise of Skywalker was that scene with young Luke and Leia training yes! in the woods. Oh my god. It was gosh. so cool to see. And I also I really liked that, you know, life is what it is. They had to work around Carrie Fisher dying. Originally yeah. nine was gonna be mostly her movie. They did a really good job yeah. working around that. I feel like they did the max like they went right up to the line and didn't pass it like they got just enough like stuff in there so it wasn't weird but they kind of stayed away from too much so it would feel weird in a different way because i know they had to because they had because they hadn't even started filming when she died yeah they they had to use basically unused footage unused footage and like you can definitely there's parts where it kind of like swirls and you're like oh well that's the back of someone else's head especially when she dies like that death scene was all a stand-in yeah Um, but they did a really good it job. It was really good. It was nicely done. And uh, and here's the thing, and and I and I like Force Awakens. I felt nothing when Han Solo died. Really? I felt I felt like it hadn't been earned. Mm. I needed at least one more scene between him and Kylo Ren. Because the fact that that was the first scene the two of them interact in, I needed a build up, a development of the emotion between them. Couldn't keep Harrison them. Ford on the project. That was that, the, that was long. the problem. Was they were he wanted <laughs> killed off in the original, I know. like. But like, even if you just had like, because like, there's a deleted scene where where Kylo Ren goes onto the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. when he finds it and is like exploring it and touching things and like he holds the dice and which, by the way, when did the dice become a a major thing? It's like somebody decided, like at the purchase of like. I, I don't know when it like happened, but at some point someone was like, you know, we should tie into every movie from now on the dice. Cause I was like, wait, where did those even, I don't remember those being a thing. And someone's like, yeah, if you go back and watch the uh, new hope, they're right there. And I'm like, okay, cool. I never, I'm 30 years old. I've been watching star Wars since I was a kid. I've never noticed those. They just before. took some random thing and were like, yep. The, the dice are very, very important now. To the point where they incorporated it into solo. I think it was talked about a little bit, like the dice are the, like the winning dice he won the ship with or something. Like, I think that was like a thing originally, but that wouldn't even work with like the new. It was, Solo. It, that wouldn't it work with the done. way things are because because so. he, he, he steals that speeder and, and Kira just says, oh, here, here you go. Hangs them on the mirror. And I'm yeah. like, oh, so he just has those. So they don't even they're not even anything special. He just has them. Yeah. OK, whatever. Um but I really liked um, that when Leia died, mm. like, like it affected everyone because like he's in the middle of that fight with with Ray, mm. and it makes both of them pause. You know, uh, Finn notices it. Like it makes everybody just go, "Oh shit, something just happened," and it 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 kind of becomes the crux in the movie. And and I really liked that. I because we got to spend more time with Leia, so when she died, like. I, I legit was just like, no. I mean, I knew it was coming, but no. <laughs> it, oh. Yeah, they each ended up in the end getting their own movie and dying in their movie. Yeah. So it, it's, it's kind of weird trying to bring back these old characters and at the same time establish this new cast. Yeah. So it was a weird balance at points. 
And I think that's why some of the movies just felt so fast and crowded because there was just so many. They're trying to build these new characters up, but yeah. they were also trying to maintain these old characters. And that's that's the that's the kind of the risk you take is like we want we want to have the old the old cast the old trio back and and have that that nostalgic factor and that's mm-hmm. great but <laughs> they're all 60 years old now you're going to be killing them off we've got to have somebody else to carry this story and i thought i thought daisy ridley and ray was a, was a great choice i really want to see more of that character i love that she built her lightsaber out of her staff mm-hmm. that made me so happy i was like yay and it's and it's like rustic and kind of haphazardly it's thrown so together cool. and, and so cool. uh, it's, it's, one and of the it's pr- yellow <laughs> yeah one of the pros of following all the like the costuming groups and stuff on facebook so like i'm in a bunch of ray groups mm. and like lightsaber forms and stuff is that immediately after people see that something they have to build it yeah so when that new double um double lights double bladed lightsaber came out oh, like within, one yeah within like a day someone had a prototype up yeah. already and they were like showing it off there's a there's a podcast called Star Wars Explained, um, uh, hosted by uh, Alex Damon and his wife Molly, and uh, she's loves doing Ray cosplays, and she had done a dark side Ray cosplay years ago, mm. and so when that popped up in the trailer, she was like, "What? <laughs> what?" And so she was like, "Somebody make me that switchblade lightsaber now," because <laughs> she just had the regular like Darth Maul staff yeah. one. But when I say that the cosplay she put together matched what was in the movie like like verbatim it was almost creepy it was like did you have a credit on this movie and didn't tell anybody well <laughs> the thing is with ray all the ray costumes mm. is they're pretty much they take elements from each other they're kind yeah. of all the same style there's no major costume differences right like they're all just variations in like different colors so she kind of wears the same thing it really is the same thing the that's another reason why i don't want to kind of make another ray costume because i'll be making Almost the same thing. Right. Actually, I made one of the ones that's a little bit different. So, I mean, do you have a do you have a favorite Ray version of Ray's costume from the three movies? Well, I made the the one from the fight scene in Last Jedi. That's my favorite one. Yeah, so I, that's my favorite look on Ray. A, th- I that like, was my favorite at the time. Yeah. I saw that in the trailers, and I decided to make that one. And it took me like two years, but I made it. So. Yeah. I like I like the gray and I like I like the look with her hair down. Mm. I'm not sure what it is. That whole look, I'm like, that's that's a good Ray look. I'm a little bummed they went away from that in Rise of Skywalker, but they, yeah, they kind of just went back to the original look. It looked a little less ratty, a little less like she, yeah. a little a little less. A I've little been living on my own together. in an ad at for 20 years, yeah, kind of thing. Um, what do you think of the Palpatine twist? Oh, oh everybody sighs and groans. Oh, I just. Mm. Yeah, I just feel like they just pulled us along so much, and I finally had come to the point where like, yeah, she's no one, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then like this happens, and I'm just like, it's cool, but it'd be more cool if you wouldn't have just pulled me along for so long, back and forth between like who is she, who isn't mm-hmm. she, kind of thing. See, I never, I never believed she was no one. Really, I, I, I always thought she was a clone of Luke. Oh, okay. I always thought she was a clone of Luke because when she touches the lightsaber in Force Awakens is with the right hand, and that's the one that Luke had lost. Mm. Um, there was the whole when she goes into that dark side pit on um, the planet with Luke. Uh, Octu. Uh, Octu. 
when she sees that whole like revealing who she is and there's a billion of her, I was like, she's a clone. She's a clone because there's precedent for that in the mm-hmm. old books too, where the emperor had cloned her. And then especially when we got that into definitely the, would have been really cool. Yeah. Well, then we got into the trailer for for Rise of Skywalker when like you know Emperor's back because because the emperor cloned himself too, and they were seeing parts of this. I was like, no, no, this is gonna be some cloning shit. This is gonna be awesome. And then when I got in, I was like, okay, this isn't what I thought it was, but I'm open to it. It's not what I thought. But I needed more time to actually yeah. like understand. And, like, get into it. And I feel like there was, like, also just vague amount of information about, like, who her parents were. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's the granddaughter. But, like, who were her parents? It's like, like, so wait, so you're, so you're, I still don't understand that. So you're that. telling me that the emperor got busy. Like, he had a son. Yeah, he had who, a son. Who was and his then wife? He didn't keep an eye on, like, he wasn't, like, that son wasn't, like, became the next Palpatine or didn't become, like, yeah. a Darth Vader apprentice or something. Like, what... That kid was just like locked, like just let to do whatever he wants. Like, like what? Like, oh well, he went on the run. It's like okay, but Palpatine was able to keep dibs on Luke and Leia. Yeah, all these years, you couldn't keep dibs on his own son. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. It just didn't seem. It just felt really weird. Yeah. I was. I was open to the idea. Just the execution was just a little off for me. Yeah, it just weird. But the cloning would have been cool. Yeah. Even if she been. was a clone of him, or I don't even know, like yeah. something. Because it would have because again, like when she touches the lightsabers with the right hand, and what's the first thing she sees is that fight on Cloud City. Mm-hmm. It's like it would make sense that you was the clone. Okay, fine, whatever. But again, I think that's one thing that people get get caught up in is their own expectations versus what actually there. It's like yeah. just because it's not what you expected or not what you wanted doesn't mean it's bad. I had a lot of expectations going into the first two, so yeah. I really tried not to have any on this last yeah. one. But still, I was just it's like. Hard. Oh, man, I, why did they do it like this, though? <laughs> Even if I didn't have, I had expectations after I saw it. I was like, oh, yeah. well, I get it on this. I get it on that. But yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, it and was entertaining. That's yeah, the important thing. I liked it. It's fun to watch and entertaining at the end of the day. That's what you want a movie to be. And it's, you know what, but you, and also, it's done. It's over with. Yep. And we can just move on. Can't change it. We have The Mandalorian. Season two is coming this summer, fall. August, I'm not sure where that falls. Um, Obi-Wan's being worked on, Cassian Andor, other stuff. They just announced some new project. It's I don't know if it's books or whatever. There's always books and well, video and games and Claudia, comics. Claudia Gray, who's one of the best writers in Star Wars canon oh, right yeah, now. Oh, yeah, she is good. She's got some new book series thing coming out that's like kind of some like old old school like Jedi in their prime type stuff. The Jedi on the cover looks a lot like Katie Sackhoff. Um yeah, I just saw that cover art. Yeah, it looks there's a Wookiee with, with some Excalibur looking lightsaber, and I'm like, I'm into it. He's like in robes too. <laughs> it always looks weird when they wear clothes. I know. Like every every time I would read the old uh, Young Jedi Knight books, where it was it was Wookiee uh, uh, Chewie's nephew was a Jedi, and I was like, so does he? Does he wear a robe? Because that's weird. <laughs> It's, also, so, it's so weird where like that started out proud where it started out where people were like oh that w- that character needs to be wearing like pants or something it's weird mm. that this like furry creature is wearing. and now we're like don't put clothes on it it looks it's well, like whenever wrong. it's like when you see donald duck he wears a shirt with no pants but when he gets out of the shower he puts a towel around his waist i mean you're telling me this dude's just free balling it <laughs> what the hell <laughs> oh man 
Um, so, so, so if anybody's even still left listening to us after we <laughs> gushed on Star Wars for 45 minutes. Um, so we've talked about podcasting. We've talked about Star Wars at nauseam. Um, we've talked about yeah. your new project and your Kickstarter and everything. What yeah. else is going on in the life of Savannah Webb? Oh my gosh. Mostly the Kickstarter. Mostly just <laughs> <laughs> Mostly the Kickstarter. Um, I have gotten to do some D and D stuff recently. Yeah. So um the Gem City Cat Cafe hosts um events that I run sometimes. So I've ran two murder mystery events Ooh. and I just finished up my second D D event. <laughs> 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 they're really fun i love writing them they're super quirky i made like props for props for the last one so mm. it kind of was like ha- slash like an escape room kind of vibe as well it's fun that's so cool yeah i want to go to the cat cafe <laughs> <laughs> well i am running one more D um event uh next month yay yeah or this month depending on when this comes out we uh march <laughs> This is coming out this Friday, so. Um, Will it be March by Friday? No, it'll be technically it'll s- the 28th. Oh, okay. Literally the end of, oh, no, this is a leap year. It's so. a leap year. We got one more. I, they put the calendar up at work with our schedules on it, and it's like, February 29th, and I was like, is my boss bad at schedules, or is this a leap year? <laughs> like, no, it's a leap year. I was like, okay, I couldn't remember. Um, but uh, we uh, we did a, um, they make, like, murder mystery, like, like pre-made board games and stuff now you can buy. Oh. Where it comes with character profiles and little sealed envelopes. Oh, yeah, you can buy. And, uh, yeah, it's like, if you have this many players, give everyone this envelope. If you have this many players, give them this envelope. And we literally, like, had, like, a dinner party where we all dressed up and just played in character the whole night. It was so much fun. Yeah. I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah. If you get a chance to do any kind of murder mystery event, they're really fun. Though, (laughs) we we did two murder mystery events back in January. And I had pe- I had two people. They showed up. They got their character information and stuff like that. The the game had started. People were talking to each other, looking around, looking for clues. And these two people, they just were like, "Nope, I I thought this was something else," and they just like left. Oh no! Yeah, they just tried to like sneak out. <laughs> but like, it's there's some like interactive like stuff. You have to do a little bit of role play and stuff like. Not everything's laid out. You have to like kind of work with your character and just kind of improv it. So it wasn't for that. them, I guess. But have you gone over to uh, to this D twenty bar yet? I love D twenty. Okay, I just went there for the first time on my birthday. You did? I, uh, I've been going there since they opened. I had heard about it and heard about it and never had the time to go. And I took my birthday weekend off, and I was like, I'm gonna go check this place out. <laughs> and it was great. Unfortunately, I also went there like right after New Year, so they were out of everything oh. but i got a sonic screwdriver and it was delicious i've had their son- sonic screwdriver it's good delicious. they have a lot of um special drinks especially during their harry potter event mm-hmm. harry potter olympics which is coming up this month Ooh. as well in march end of the month i know my harry potter mm-hmm. yes i um i usually bring my snake alfredo with me to the event you have a snake i do have a snake i'm good yeah <laughs> I'm terrified of snakes. <laughs> he's a ball python and he's like white creamy colored. Mm-hmm. So his name's Alfredo. That's funny. Yeah. He's a cute noodle. Terrified of snakes. Yeah. I, I go to events there and I bring Alfredo and people are like, oh, it's Alfredo's mom. They don't know my name. <laughs> they know they know Alfredo's name. That's the important part. So 
You're the lady that brings Alfredo. Yeah. Like, yeah, my name's Savannah, but <laughs> sure, that's fine. <laughs> it doesn't work very well because I'm not a Slytherin, so... What are you? I'm a Ravenclaw. That's not surprising at all. <laughs> it's not? No, it's not. I'm a Hufflepuff. I'm a potato. So it's fine. That's Hufflepuffs why I have Hufflepuff are tea. particularly good finders. Yeah, well, I mean, I know how to find a good bourbon, but that's... You there know. you go. There you go. Mm. I know how to find the best taco places in town. <laughs> Rusty Taco is currently my favorite. But, uh, yeah, it's good. It's so good. It's really good. My uh, my buddy Travis and I, we try like every Thursday because we work the same hours on Thursday. We try to go to uh, a different place in Dayton to eat lunch every week to try mm-hmm. new places. So we went to this place downtown called Texas Beef and Cattle. When I tell you this is the best damn barbecue in the city of Dayton, I mean, like, nothing even remotely compares. Okay. I will tell my friends that eat meat. Oh, that's right. You're a vegetarian. <laughs> I forgot about that. Shoot. So sorry. Oh, I forgot. They have really good mac and cheese. Okay. They have really good mac okay. and cheese. Um, okay. Six cheese mac and cheese. That's, that's what you live off of in a barbecue place when you're a vegetarian. <laughs> the bread and the mac and cheese. Right. That's really. Do you like hush puppies? Yeah, I haven't had them in a long time, though. They have good hush puppies. They yeah. Them in City Park. Oh, so this year in December, mm-hmm. coming up, 10 years vegetarian. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, vegiversary. <laughs> sure, that's a thing. <laughs> Um, well, good for you though. That's it's really cool. It's a long cool. time, yeah. It's a long time to go without bacon. You, you just kind of forget after a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I waitress and I like serve like sandwiches with meat mm-hmm. on it, and it's still like, oh, here's your ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> this is ham, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is your sandwich. I believe this is ham. It's, it's bad. How much do you love peanut butter and jelly though? Not a lot anymore. What? Because I ate so much of it the first oh. year I was a vegetarian. <laughs> I lived off of um, peanut butter sandwiches and like carrots. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would put carrots on the peanut butter Don't sandwich. Don't do that. Well, actually, no, that probably actually would be pretty good. Have you ever had like a chip sandwich, peanut butter and like potato chip sandwich? Yeah, I grew up in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I used to make those too. Cause I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like, I don't like jam on mm. like sandwiches. Oh, okay. So I would just eat peanut butter sandwiches, like chips or like carrots. I, I don't know. I was a really bad, I was a really picky <laughs> eater when I became a vegetarian. Like I wouldn't eat a tomato. I didn't, I wouldn't touch an avocado. Hadn't had guacamole. I still won't, I still won't touch an avocado. Oh, I'm obsessed with avocados. I, avoc- I can't stand avocados. I love having avocados. They're so good. I love fried green tomatoes. Really? Have you ever had a fried green tomato? I can't say I have, I don't think. So good. Huh. So good with, with like Thousand Island dressing or like some just balsamic vinaigrette to dip it in. I do some balsamic. So that good. sound good, yeah. Balsamic vinaigrette is the best salad dressing. I love balsamic. So I'm good. not a big salad dressing person. Really? I'm a, I'm an oil kind of like yeah. need some olive oil and some vinegar or something like that. Those Lily's made this beet dressing Mm. a while ago and it was delicious also it was like pink so like it was on top of salad it's just like so bright and pretty i usually i usually do balsamic vinaigrette or i really like wendy's salads don't know why i just do they have a pomegranate vinaigrette dressing on on their apple pecan salad it's so good pomegranate dressing is good it's really good i guess it's just like fruit or like specialty dressing it's gonna be kind of good yeah or honey mustard (laughs) just honey mustard in general (laughs) I um I uh 
yeah, um, I thought about going like like pescatarian because mm-hmm. I do love seafood, but I feel like being a pescatarian is just being a vegetarian who can occasionally afford seafood. Yeah, because seafood's expensive. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Do you do you know what I actually recommend for mm. people that are interested in kind of vegetarian, pescatarian, whatever? What's that? Is just be a weekday vegetarian. Just a weekday vegetarian. Yeah, and not even like a strict weekday vegetarian. Just like pick a few nights a week that you're gonna have really good, a really good steak or like a really mm. good fish. Like, be very picky about when you do eat it. Okay. And like only eat it when it's the best, or you're making it at okay. home or you're going out. Like if you're gonna eat meat. Put the put the effort into it. And make sure it's really good stuff. I can roll with that. I do yeah. the opposite. I have like one day a week where I'm just all vegetarian. I have a vegetarian day, go. just so I can justify the other six days of the week that I'm that <laughs> the I'm, meatless Monday situation. Yeah, that's, and that's well, also that's a what way we to did. Yeah, my little brother he he's in college right now, but you know he's he's not a big meat. He's not a vegetarian, but he's not a big meat eater. He's mm-hmm. like super like animal conscious and stuff like that. And so he's you know he love I me. Mean, he loves chicken and hot dogs, but. Yeah. Um, and pizza, but we would, for a while we were doing like meatless Monday stuff. And a lot of it, I was able to get in on board with like, you know, the veggie burgers, they were fine. Um, they've gotten really good recently. Yeah. I'm really impressed. Like I'm scared to eat some cause I'm like, I don't know what meat tastes like, but is this accidentally right? meat? I haven't gone as far as to try an impossible Whopper yet. I'm oh, good. you really should. I mean, try, a, try the impossible burger, but like at yeah. a different restaurant, you don't I'm, have to have the Whopper. I'm not a big burger king eater to begin with also my thing with 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 the whopper they have it at archers do they mm-hmm. i love archers there you go get them possible I at archers love archers be much better and you can get those awesome sweet potato fries see i don't like sweet potatoes <gasps> have I you know. had the sweet potato fries though i have yeah oh. my mom loves okay. sweet potatoes and mm. so i and every once in a while i'll try one again mm-hmm. especially if it's someplace new sweet potatoes just don't do anything for me really yeah never oh. have i don't know what it is I love them on everything. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. There, there was a place in town for a while called Permani Brothers. It's based out of Pittsburgh, but there was one over in Beaver Creek. And it was one of those places where, like, the sandwich weighed, like, 10 pounds. <laughs> but they also put coleslaw and french fries on it's the sandwich. my lunch and my dinner. <laughs> yeah. It really was. I got I got their... Uh, I, I got their fish sandwich. And it was like they put... It was almost like they put a whole fish <laughs> on the sandwich. And I was like... It took out, like, that much on each side from the other end of the bun. You know what you're getting, at least... Yeah. Never ate the whole thing. Always had to take the other half of it home to, to eat. But they would put all the fries and the coleslaw, Pittsburgh style, on the sandwich. Huh. But then you could also get a combo where you got more coleslaw and fries on the side. And it's like, who are you making this for? <laughs> Someone who's very hungry. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so, all right. So, 10 years of vegetarian. Yep. Professional podcaster and podcast producer. Cold Storage Podcast is getting ready to launch the Kickstarter here soon. 45 minutes of Star Wars. It's <laughs> <laughs> mostly Star Wars discussion, and I have no regrets. None whatsoever. <laughs> My last Star Wars question before we wrap things okay. up. Have you played Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order yet? No. Oh my god. Like we talked about, I'm not a big yeah. I don't play a lot of video games. Best Star Wars game I have ever played in my life. Really? Best Star Wars game I've ever played okay. in my life. It takes place. I know you hate the. I know you hate the current year thing. It's like a couple of years after uh, the fall of the, the fall of the Republic. Mm-hmm. Fall, a couple of years after the launch, like the Empire is just getting started, and you're this Jedi apprentice who's just been in hiding since since Order sixty six went into place, and you kind of have to like rebuild your connection to the Force, 
and learn kind of like relearn things you were learning as a Padawan, you get to go to, and I forget the name of the planet, but where the Kyber crystal crystal mines are. Oh, um, Ilum. Something like that. Yeah. Um, it delves so far into Jedi lore. It is ridiculous. The things you get to learn and experience and do and, you know, customizing your lights. It is the best Star Wars game I've ever played. And it's all, it's all solo campaign. There's no online, it's just a really good story. Well, maybe that will be the video game I finally finished. Highly recommend. If it's, if it's one you just, and it's one of those where it's like, I played like an hour a day because there was so much to get into because I didn't want to play it all at once and then be done. So I played like an hour a day for like weeks and it was just, it was so much fun. Some people make a goal of reading an hour a day. Yeah. I'll make a goal of playing a video game an hour a day. Highly recommend it. <laughs> So Savannah Webb, where online, once again, can the people go to learn about uh, Corvus Audio and Cold Storage Podcast? Right. Corvus Audio and Cold Storage Podcast are the names on Facebook. And then for Instagram and Twitter, we have for Cold Storage, um, Cold Storage Pod and for on Instagram and Cold Storage Podcast. Sorry, no, Cold Storage Pod on Twitter, Cold Storage Podcast on Instagram, I believe. Okay. You should be able to just start typing that in. It should it's come up. It's pretty easy, yeah. Yeah. But all of those are up and running. And, of course, you can follow just Cold Story, um, Corvus Audio for any kind of updates and things like that or information on starting your own podcast because I do consulting. That's so. That's such a great, great thing to have. Yeah. And so and the Kickstarter is going to launch soon? Yes, soon-ish. <laughs> Soon-ish, yeah. We're waiting Hopefully. on an actual date. Yeah, we are waiting, exactly. We've got some art to come back still and a few other things to kind of firm up before we launch. I want to make sure I do it right. Okay. Don't mind pushing it back as long as it's done right. Yeah, so. you want to, don't, until you're happy with it. Yeah. Because otherwise, once it's out there, it's out there. Yes. It's not really any going back. So, guys, make sure you check out Cold Storage Podcast on social media. Make sure you keep an eye out for when their Kickstarter launches. Um, and then make sure you check out Corvus Audio for all your podcasting consultation needs uh, online as well. Savannah Webb, thank you so much thank for you coming for on the show. Me. Always, always love having you here. Down here. I need somebody to gush about Star Wars I'm with. I'm going to have to finish this tea now. You go right <laughs> ahead. You're in no rush. I still have some, some booze left. So. We're good to go. And on that note, everybody, make sure you guys follow this show's website, basementloungepod.com. Follow us on all social media at basementloungepod. Check me out online at Mike Shea Comedy, everywhere you can find people on social media, even even uh, Vero, that weird one that only Zack Snyder uses. You can support this show on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash basementloungepod. One dollar a month gets you everything you need to know and everything you could possibly want, including early commercial-free episodes of this show, stickers, and hanging out in my Discord server. And on that note, as always... We'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of The Basement Lounge. Until then, as always, live well, rock on, take care, and bye-bye.